But if the referencing is not consistently correct, it's letting the team down. So what about then the quality of evidence? I mean, that's got to be important in law, right? Yeah. Well, in law, you've got, um, uh, it's a bit different in the sense that you've got legal precedent. So you've got uh, case, um, case uh, precedents from different courts that carry different weight depending on the jurisdiction that you're in. And there are ways of citing or referencing those legal cases. Those are what, what in the law are called primary references. And so there's no room for, uh, you know, media pieces, opinion pieces, or even uh, textbook pieces in legal submissions. Um, and anything that's an opinion has to be supported uh, by the fact that the person who's giving that opinion is a recognised expert. So we're talking about credibility of sources and it's an issue for essays. Just quickly, as an example, if we're using a source from something that's non-academic, comparing what you've just said about where lawyers have to go looking for credible evidence... And so we need to do the same thing. I mean, one thing with an essay is you've got to go to a a credible journal or textbook, for example, these kinds of things. Make for sure that you're using, where possible, there are some exceptions, only some, we try to go for up-to-date references in the context of an essay it makes a lot of sense doesn't it you know and if you're going to reference a a credible source and you're referencing for example edition two of a textbook that was published say in the 80s and now they're up to edition 14 it's much better you have more credibility so these are the kinds of things that we need to be very mindful of in writing an essay. What I want to ask now, the cases that you refer to, that's like, for comparison purposes, that's your literature. So when we're writing an essay, we're looking at the literature that is the important sources relevant to the argument that we want to have. An expert opinion comes from highly credible publications. So when a lawyer is putting together a case, how careful are they about getting the right cases into their case building? Well, that's a make or break thing. So um, if you miss the right case, it could be um, fatal for your for your case building. And that's a matter of quality research and understanding, again, your subject matter. So you've got to know the type of cases that you need and... And then work out how how do you distinguish a case that's against your what you're trying to argue, but how do you bring bring forward cases that may have been decided in a similar way to what you're hoping? So that's the persuasive element of it, and it's interesting because um, just to come back to what you're saying, um, th- those are legal examples where we need to use case uh, you know previously decided court cases, but if if I'm reading a legal textbook that tells me about a case, I mustn't cite the textbook. I have to go beyond the textbook to the case that it talks about. So it's the same thing here. If you if you if you read about an academic theorist or uh, you know a particular 
school of thought, a movement or a government report in a textbook. You mustn't cite the textbook. You've got to go beyond that back to the primary source of where does that idea come from and then cite that. That's a really good tip, Carl. Sometimes in the context of an essay, which is a little different, but these are very useful comparisons, we can... It's a judgment call. There are times where you might decide, okay, I'll cite this from the textbook, so I'm saying Jones cited in the textbook author, but that is certainly permissible in the context of an essay. But um, there's an important lesson there because... I would advise that we don't do too much of that and that we do what you've advised and what you say that lawyers practice. Go and look at the original source and get as up-to-date a version of that as you can. That's not always possible. In the academic world, we talk about seminal works. Seminal, a case might be 50 years old, but it can still be highly relevant. I think it's interesting kicking this theme around that we're talking about. If a textbook author uses the seminal reference but then takes the narrative somewhere and gives you some context or modernises it or puts a view on it and that's what you want to talk about, then you quote that because the value is in that text. But if all they're doing is, as you're wanting to do, referencing their work based on you know, the seminal concept, viewpoint, case, whatever it is, then isn't it better to cite that original work? That is a very good point. We might say, in Jones 2022, cites Marx and has this interpretation or view. So then it would be, that that would be an example of what you're talking about, yes. Mm, That's good. One point I will make is that when we're researching a case, which you're talking about, Carl, and we talk about essays generally as well, I often compare them to a literature review because, you know, we're building a case or an argument on existing things. Next point I want to make, the credibility of your evidence is very, very important in terms of this project or this purpose of persuasion. Now, you could have in an essay or in a legal case, so I imagine, all the logic very tight and very strong and very compelling. But if it's not based on highly credible evidence, well, that's a weakness in the chain, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 